sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning or afternoon or evening, depending upon when you're checking in. This is Erica Salda, the queen of team. If you're on 96.9, welcome. 1290 AM, welcome. Or on Eternity Ready Broadcasting, our new Christian station that just picked up our show. Good morning, everybody. I'm just going to land on morning because it's beautiful here. We're in Santa Barbara. We've got a full house. We've got in the house today, Ed Langlow. Hey, Ed. Good morning. All day, Ed. All day, Ed. That's what I call him. We've got a a segment later on today. Of course, we have our producer, Richard Dugan, Don Sanders, Stephanie Forrester. We have a community activist now in the house. I'm really excited about that. She's going to give us an update here in a second. Christine Marie is going to be pulling a card, and we need a card because it's taken us forever to get this this, uh, show launched today, but that's okay. Dr. Amy Saltzman's in the house. She's also doing a relaunch. We're going to hear about that as well. So let's do uh, Don Sanders. We're going to start off with Don. Don, you've had an exciting couple of weeks. Uh, We've started a new uh, direction. We're trying to move the needle a little bit uh, as far as all the concerns going on in our city and our county. And you're in the beautiful Ventura County, the living in Ojai, um, really getting your feet wet in there. What's going on in Ojai? Well, you know, back at the fourth, there was a nice representation there. We were able to uh, we were able to go on to a parade, join the Fourth of July parade, uh, representing Ohio Interfaith Council. We've been designated an international city of peace, and uh, that a couple that's that's been responsible for that has worked long and hard for that. And on the back of our T-shirts, we represented our Buddhist association, SGI USA. And a good day. It was a really nice day. You know, 75. I'm, I'm recapping the, uh, the prior events here, you know, and then I got to reprise a, a role of being Mr. Mister. I get to float through the parade, spritzing the crowd and the walkers with uh, cold water. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I've, uh, I've become a huge hit with that function, actually. So, uh, so it's... It's good because, you know, uh, I, I can see that we've made some inroads into trying to create a dialogue in the community about how we can uh, live up to our designation as a city of peace. And uh, I think we'll be able to enlarge on what we've done here in the coming year. Yeah, well, I tell you, your city has been a great model, having being so blessed and having Dr. Tiffany Morse uh, join the show a few weeks back and seeing what you guys are doing there, especially for after school programs for kids over the summer, everybody's free through the family fund. Um, I, I love it. It's really great. Um, it's a little bit distracting because we're trying to navigate through a few issues that we're trying to get our kids re we, um, I guess, I don't know how else to say, I'm going to let Stephanie Forrester give us a heads up, but of course we still are in crisis mode. We still have 700 kids displaced. Friday Night Lights is still uh, have it, hasn't had a chance to find a new home. I also talked to Redis Lay, founder of the Challengers for uh, at-risk kids. Um, she's also at a quandary trying to find some fields because it's not really fair for uh, the kids that are older. Um, they've aged out of Little League, and now they want to form an adult league. So they want to be on a regulation field. And uh, we had a long conversation this morning, and we're going to be getting with Red Slay and finding out if we can 
offer some assistance um, in the upcoming weeks. So Stephanie Forrester in the house. Stephanie, what, what's the latest? Uh, yeah, I know you've been talking to Ted pretty much daily. What's the latest uh, with Ted Pillard, founder of Friday Night Lights? We are kind of moving very aggressively in this situation because time is of the essence. And we are pretty much 99% sure that we can do it in the back of Earlhorn Showground. We're in the process of getting um, estimates on the turf. We've got the lights to figure out. And we're also trying to get, you know, a backup in the event that um, this falls through. Although we don't feel like it's going to fall through. Um, we've reached out to several different people. We're trying to think of a plan that we can financially figure this out with Ted. Um, if needed, we'll do a fundraiser. Um, I know that we've got the lights to figure out. I know that Ted tomorrow is going to do a walkthrough with one of the um, companies that will do the turf at a discounted price. I know he's got somebody that's giving him a price also. So we're trying to get a lot of movement in with that. I've also let Bill Brown in on what we're doing and hopefully he can get in on it and give his input. Um, you know, as I come from a mother that lost their child, I've realized that, you know, they need something to do. This this needs, we need a sports center. We really need one in Santa Barbara. And um, it stops at a certain age. There's really not a lot for them to do. We noticed it over the opiate, I mean, opiate um, disaster. And, you know, I just think our generation is going to keep going and going if we don't. If we don't do something with these kids of age and, and have some availability, um, and it's not just football, it's everything. But right now we're really focusing on the football because we need somewhere to be playing Friday Night Live football. I, th I think the best way to approach this, I talked to Bill Pintard and I've also talked to Redder about this, to jump over there at the Earl of Warren and just express the need for the city to understand that the, the current infrastructure that we have is not sustainable to the kids, all the kids and the growth. It's not even even remotely close. I mean, Mother spends a month, you know, on the phone, nonstop, trying to get something for her kids. Whether and they, she has year-round sports for their challengers, and I and my kids participating in the challengers their whole life. Um, volunteering, I I really do think that my kids is empathy and everything that they have it's really trained them and I've told her I loved her for it and uh, we went to her son's Keaton's graduation I mean it's just amazing and I know Angela Miller Ben will be the first to tell you because of Jackson and Sports Radio Sports sponsored Jackson's team uh, since the beginning she loves that program Angela give us some feedback yeah you know as a parent it's and I grew up in Santa Barbara but I've also had you know, the different ages, my oldest son is 28 and my youngest son is 15 and we loved FNL, but I'll tell you something, this community does not support our children in athletics. They just don't. I mean, it's very minimal what they do. They make it very challenging. And we started with FNL when it first started here and they have had to bounce and it's so hard on the kids because they literally, and it's, it's not just the kids, FNL Friday Night Lights is a family event. And I, my husband and I missed it so much when Jackson aged out of it that we actually tagged along with other families so that we could go watch other kids that weren't even our own. 
because we loved FNL so much. It was like a social gathering. So I really feel strongly that this community needs to come together. I mean, right now my son plays club um, basketball for magic for the magic team. And we can't even have tournaments here because we don't have the ability to have other teams come from other areas to do basketball tournaments. And it's, it's something that's been going on since my oldest son was in school. And it's, you know, I think as a community, we all need to come together and really help these different sports teams get together because they do keep the kids off the streets. They do give them something to do. And this town doesn't, we just don't provide a lot for these kids and we really need, I mean, I've been fighting for it for years. I just think, you know, when I was younger, we had roller skating rinks, we had ice skating rinks, we had miniature golf. We don't have any of that now. Well, we have an ice skating rink. I take that back, (laughs) but you know, this community, I hope that everybody continues to rally around um, people like Ted and Nevin who want to create something for our children to participate in. Hmm. Well, it's good for the like the PAL program, which is shrinking a little bit. I mean, because you got to get the police athletic league, and then you're, you're performing your relationship with our law enforcement, you know, and our public. And it, you know, he's his Ted's program goes K through eight. Well, what about nine through twelve? What about an adult league? And again, we we can't have any of that unless we have a center. I mean, that's why I talked to Bill Pintard. It's ridiculous. Almost soon to be ten time champion. And he's playing, you know, nothing against Pershing. Okay, but it's not a stadium. I mean, we need a stadium. You're so right. We need things. Okay. Yeah. We need, we need things. We do. And it doesn't make we, sense. We have lots of rich people here. Well, and this is the thing is that everybody, you know, we all have been talking about it for so many years and I'm ready to take action. You know, I want to do whatever I can to make sure this happens because I don't want to see FNL go away. It's so vital for these kids to be able to do these things. And like you said, you know, they have athletics at the high school level, but it really isn't enough. It's not enough for them. There needs to be more. Well, it's good for 20% of the kids. I mean, versus the ones that try out. What happens to the 80% that get cut? I mean, there's no clubs underneath that. You know, the only way to do it is through like the, uh, Friday night lights and you know we're trying to get rugby in here we're trying on a lower kids level fencing lacrosse so many sports and you, we just can't do it it just doesn't happen right. this is this is a crisis and then what happens what's the end result um, a 13 year old overdose last week that's the end result so kids don't have anything to do so they just get mesmerized with these games that they play, they're latchkey kids, and then they get involved in things they shouldn't. Um, not not okay. So we have to really work together as a community and as a family. Uh, we're all community leaders here on this podium, and um, just something to all think about. We've got to just keep talking and loving it up. Just, boy, what a great thing. What a great opportunity. What an amazing creation that we could all get together, a field for champions, for all people in the community. We have the numbers. Um, I know, just something to pray on tonight, I guess. Hey, um, let's pull a card and change the change uh, change it up a little bit. We got Christine Can I Marie say right one after
Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome, welcome forward to Teen Sports Radio. Um, um, my name is Christine Marie. I'm from a view. I am with a view from the deck. Um, I read tarot. And um, today we're looking at, in a continuation of our journey, the Empress card, which is the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I like to think of um, the Empress as the part of the feminine energy, divine feminine energy, I call it. There's a recept, there's a passive and there's an active. This is the active and it is about a, a le- release, allow, let go, surrender the process. The high priestess who we spoke with um, the last time on this show that we did a card in our journey, we went from the fool to the magician to the high priestess. Now we're at the Empress. And the Empress is really about surrendering, allowing, letting go. And I think of the story of Persephone, who is six months of the year, the um, queen of the underworld, where she's ferrying um, lives, um, souls from life to death. And the other six months of the year, she's um, up on the outer world, bringing in the new life for the spring, um, for the summer, for, for that time. And it's really about, you know... I don't know about you, but June has been a difficult month or was a difficult month. And so I do feel like I have been birthed into something new and there's still some, some contractions going on, but it's coming through, you know, by, I think by the end of July, things will have shifted in a big way for me. Um, And there's a, uh, in my transparent tarot, the card's really beautiful. It shows the earth in a, you know, a sort of the fecund beautiful earth sort of surrendered with a flower it's really beautiful um it's just a, you know it, it kind of connotes high summer too which is where we are you know can we give can we take a breath out so that breathing in and that breathing out that release allowing ourselves to just let go of some of the things we've been really pushing through to do I, can also, I was also sort of wanting to pick a card for angela if that's okay do we have enough time for me to do that Oh, sure. We're going to do whatever you want to do. (laughs) So, Angela, I'm just going to pick a card. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to go ahead and just pick one for you. See what comes out. Oh, Angela, you got the you got the emperor, which is actually going to be next time's card. The emperor is about being in a place of mastery. And he's the partner of the empress. And he's about building and holding structure so that the emperor rest can flow and a release allow let go the emperor is also honey about following your heart in chinese medicine um the heart and the heart meridian the heart is the emperor and the mind's highest and best use is in service to the heart so when the heart and the body know what is the next place to go the mind and the mind might say that doesn't make sense but 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 the heart says well that's okay you can make it make sense we're moving that way and that really reminds me of what we were just talking about with this you know the friday night lights where it might not make logical sense to some people in the community it might not make financial sense to some people in the community but the heart and the body of this community need that for for our soul right so i love that so the the you know the 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 people that need things to make make sense need to just make it make sense right because <laughs> it, it, it can happen 
It can happen. I believe it. I love that. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, Angela, you want to tell everybody what your new platform is right now? I'm at my little CEO. Um, my new platform. I am the CEO, executive director of uh, the Unity Shop. So nice. I will be working with which is my passion working with lots of youth and families in the community. Um, it's come full circle for me. So I'm super excited for this next chapter in my life. And it's really what I've always been passionate about for so many years. So I am super excited. Okay. So if Angela, anybody wants tell to reach us out one more because, line you know, about the unity shop so that everyone knows what you do. Unity Shop actually has a few platforms. So they have a senior program. We have a jobs program. Um, but mostly we provide uh, food, clothing, school supplies um, for low-income families. Um, we also have a thrift store and a um, antique store on State Street that helps sustain um, all of the programs that we do. And if you haven't ever gone through the Unity Shop for a tour, it's amazing. I mean, it is so concierge. I'm like, this is the nicest thing. Hello, where's the oranges? You get to just you get walked over. <laughs> You've been to a grocery store lately. There's like no service. There's no. Well, I mean, and we do we do all kinds of group. like beep, beep, the beep. food. The food and everything that's there is people are allowed. They come in and they can shop and they don't have to feel like they're not buying things that they don't want. They get to buy, they get to pick up things that they really love and need. And also for the youth in our community, you guys, this is the perfect opportunity for you to come down to the unity shop and get some of those volunteer hours that you need before you graduate from high school. So if you need to get some volunteer hours, please check in with me at the Unity Shop. And what's the best way to get a hold of you, Angela? Uh, you can shout out into the universe, Angela, and I just appear. No. <laughs> it's, that's that's it's, funny. Uh, it's Angela at Unity Shop, uh, S-H-O-P-P-E dot org. Or you can call me. My number is 805-331-6161. Good. Shatter. All right, guys. We've got a lot coming up. We've got Dr. Amy Salzman right after these messages. Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman at stillquietplace.com and the now launched spotaspider.com. And so I wanted to take a minute and tie Spot a Spider to Friday Night Lights, which is for people who want to educate their children about all types of abuse. So sneaky, covert, emotional abuse and overt em emotional, physical and sexual abuse and raise money for Friday Night Lights. 
Friday Night Lights. If you go and register to the affiliate program, 20% of all purchases with your affiliate code will come back to you for fundraising. And you will educate your athletes, your parents, your community members on how to prevent abuse. And I want to say something that pick up on something that Erica was saying. I did not see the article, but apparently um, there was an article recently in Newshawk saying that uh, we raised something like $200,000 for cats, for homeless cats. And something like, I'm not getting the numbers exactly right, but $4,000 or something for homeless people. So I'm just encouraging our community. We, yes, we can support cats, but let's support our most vulnerable people in our community to the same extent and make sure that we're funding opportunities that lead to physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. You just get glimpse at the mountains, you absorb the sea air. You don't realize that over 50% of our kids are at or below the poverty level. It just doesn't sink. You can't see it. Uh, it's, it's, it's so sad. And because of that, and it's unfortunately, it's a pay-for-play community. It's always been that way. It's just like Angela said, if you have the money, you're fine. If you don't have the money, the resources are just not there. We have to change the mindset. And then we have somebody like Dr. Tiffany Morse, and she's like, you know, is it my job to take a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning? No, but am I a human being? Yes. So that's the kind of mindset. We need to do a shift. And the only way we're going to get there is through, I mean, not to be all wishy, but it's like you have to do it with love. That's what will turn on a person's receptives and say, yeah, hey, you're not, you're not really seeing it. Go around to the boys and girls clubs. You'll see. I mean, Mike, thank God for Mike Baker. Michael is doing such a great job. And um, I'm hats off to him and, you know, getting the community, uh, uh, joining Boys and Girls Club and United Together, serving thousands of kids, feeding thousands of kids. Same thing with the Unity Shop, feeding thousands of children. Um, I, I just think we need to change our mindset. Stephanie, what do you say? Um, <clears throat> real quickly, I think we... I, I, I honestly think this is something that's extremely acute um, and we don't really have time to wait. So far in a half a year, we lost 189 people to fentanyl. Last year, we lost 133. So you can imagine how that is jumping. Um, I'm reaching out right now to a really good sponsor who who's there's he's an ex football player for the 49ers, one for the Rams. They've got an amazing project and they you know, I'm trying to maybe get a bigger picture so that our kids have some stability. Um, the community has a place to go. Uh, kids that can't afford it get to come. Um, so I just I'm really going to push for times of the essence because there's no reason in Santa Barbara that we cannot come together like this. And we've got so much money. We've got resources. Um, me and my son went to Montecito Union, played every sport, you know, all the big hitters. They need to be, we need to figure it out because, like I said, 
Time's of the essence for everything. Mental health, it's, it's going, we're losing. We're losing people and we need to step up. And that's what I'm trying to do in a very delicate way, though. But I think I, I agree with you, Stephanie. And I, because I have been fighting this, I have a, a nephew who was addicted to drugs and on the streets and went to all the best schools. Um, and fortunately, he did not. We, we were able to save him, which is not what always happens. And, you know, it is time is as it's been like this for so many years. And it just breaks my heart to see that we continue down this path. And you're right. We do have the resources and the finances to, to try and come up with something better to help our kids. But I did want to say something positive about um, the house of hustle, which is what magic plays under the basketball team for um, it's a, you know, they play club and those kids, the ones that did have, the parents could afford to pay for them. All the kids on the team went out and raised enough money so that they could scholarship so many kids to play club also. And the, and the families have all pulled together. And if it's one kid at a time, that's better than nothing. And that's what, you know, I think that there are some families in this town that are taking kids under their wings and they're trying their best to do whatever they can. We just have to keep, talking about it and saying things and, and educating people because the more you educate people the more they're going to understand and it'll be right in front of their face so what you're doing is amazing because talking about it is the first step and it it does help it really does and if you save one kid i look at that like at least we're going forward in a positive way well when you when, when you see that they just posted um the people that handle the UC school system's money, the financial firm, just bought 105 acres uh, on the coast. Okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, these universities, we have UCSB, we have City College, we have Westmont. I mean, so that's one arm that can have the money because they have endowment that could, you know, buy land, and then we could all, as a city, help grow the infrastructure. So there's a way to do it. It's kind of like we need a one huge blinding light that everybody follows. That's what we need. Uh -huh. And it doesn't matter who that person is because this this fentanyl, it's a, it's a horrible thing and it's not the only drug that's out there. And we've legalized a bunch of, um, it, it, it's like kids are in a, parents are in a quandary to say, oh, might as well get your marijuana card because I don't want you to buy a fent pen outside of that academy. Uh, am I right, Angela? I mean, <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you, it's it, it the I've experienced this and it's so scary is that they can walk right off campus and buy something from, you know, someone right there. And the these dealers make it look like it's uh, it's just a pen like a, a vape pen. And they take that and trade out the, the fentanyl and the drugs in it. And it's just like and, you know, a kid can have ten dollars. And, you know, if they, you know, their brains are still developing, they're still not making the right choices. And there are parents that are saying, well, then I'll just buy you a, a, to buy drugs legally. Well, that's not fixing this. This is not fixing it. And, you know, I, I feel so strongly about um, all of us coming together and, you know, being the people that are walking into those liquor stores. And if you see something, call someone, say something. Don't let, you know, just 
try and be a person that's going to make change in this because these kids are getting drugs all over the place and it's, they have, they can go online, they can go to the corner liquor store. They can get it from a parent that wants to just be cool. I mean, it's across the board. It's a pandemic. Don. Yes. I just wanted to piggyback in here that, you know, this, the purpose of our show always is that we're trying to shine light on places where human history has been cruel. There's inhumanity to, to man, but you know, there's so much compassion, sacrifice, courage, and kindness. And, and if we just see the worst, it, it destroys our capacity to do something. And what we're always stressing here is when people have behaved magnificently, this gives others the energy to act and at least the possibility of sending the spinning top of a world in a different direction. And so that's, that's one of the things that we are always, you know, honoring and reinforcing here because there is a way to do these things in the whole region in Santa Barbara and in Ohio, a lot of similar problems and it may scale up bigger in Santa Barbara, but it's much, it's many of the same problems. You know, we're going to go to break, but I got to say, and I don't want to put Stephanie on the spot, but we had a conversation a few nights ago when we got off the phone. I, I bawled like a baby because she was like, what would you rather do? Watch your kids play in a field or would you like to look at down on them in a coffin? And I just lost it. So that's, this is the thing that we have to work on. We have to do this together. Because it could happen to any family. It could happen to any child. Um, and we just be mindful. We have to talk about it. We we got to we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Let's take a little break. We've got Ed Langlow right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. I'm Ed Langlow with If Only I'd Known. If Only I'd Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is about what you make of things and how habits can help and hinder those decisions. Our lives are pretty much filled with habits. Some habits are beneficial. We can get to the point of doing things without even thinking about them. That can free up your mind to pay attention to more important things around you. Our bodies get into the habit of sleeping, waking, and eating at certain times. It's called a circadian rhythm. The term is from Latin circadium, meaning close to a day. It repeats about every 24 hours. Our body gets in the habit of eating at a certain time, so at noon we get hungry. Or at our customary bedtime, we usually get sleepy. But when you go on a trip into a different time zone and disrupt your circadian rhythm, your body can really struggle with changing those habits 
and we get jet lag. And understanding more about habits can help. There's obviously good and bad habits. A good way to break a bad habit is to replace it with a better one. It's not always easy, so it also helps to know that studies have shown that on average, it takes 66 days to form a solid habit. You can get into the habit of smoking, drinking, or drug use. That habit can turn into a dependency on nicotine or alcohol. Unchecked, the dependency can turn into an addiction. You may be strong enough to break a bad habit, but if you get addicted, good luck changing that one on your own. Addicts almost always need help with counseling or rehab. My advice is pay attention to the things in your life. If you see a habit forming that may not end well, start changing that tendency while you can. The other part of this segment is how we decide what we make of something that happened in our lives. Have you ever experienced two people watching the same movie and have a completely different opinion of it? That's because most things that you experience don't inherently have a meaning except the meaning you give them. Like maybe you thought the movie you went to was great and you don't understand how anybody could not like it. And yet the friend that went with you and saw the same movie thought it sucked. That's because that's the meaning that they gave it and that's just their opinion. Or two people are in the same class and have completely different assessment of it. You might think your math class is boring, while the person next to you thinks it's interesting to learn formulas and equations. And because of that, they're usually good at it. Try getting in the habit of looking at something interesting in the classes that you think are boring. It'll pay off down the road, and you won't have to sit in that class bored every day. Then there's that kid at school that you think is ugly or has an annoying voice, while your friend likes to hang with them. That could be because you have the habit of judging everybody you meet. Remember, habits are something you can change. You may have more power than you think here. Even if you're not necessarily in that habit, you might want to try forming a habit of looking for three positive things about every person that you meet before you start criticizing. Just remember, very little that happens in your life has any meaning except the meaning you give it. And forming the right habits can help give those things the right meaning. Keep it positive, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Well done. Thank you so much, Ed. Let's take a little break. This is Eric Asaldo, the Queen of Team. We'll be back with more after these. Back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, 
Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. And today, as often we do, we are discussing how to support mental, emotional, and spiritual health in our teens and in our communities. And I think the first step is paying attention. So paying attention to ourselves, really taking time to check in with ourselves. And if we're struggling to reach out and ask for help, and if the first person you reach out to doesn't help you, then definitely reach out to someone else. Uh, For sure, anyone on the podcast is here to support you. And then we as a community need to be doing more to create the spaces where kids can go to be safe, to be seen, to be supported, to be nurtured, to be celebrated so that um, they're not looking for relief from their distress, from their anxiety, from their depression. Uh, in unsafe and unhealthy places. And uh, I'm totally with Stephanie and Angela in terms of uh, the community coming together and creating a space for this. And I think we need to take advantage of the spaces that we have. Our schools, our sports organizations can be doing more to support our teens' mental and emotional health. And we need to make sure that they have both the financial resources and the skilled staff to do that. And if we can take care of our cats, we can definitely take care of our people. Good point. Christine? Um. Wow, here we go. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely agree. And I think it's so, so important. I, what comes to me is the idea that um, I think several, many years ago, I think in, in Santa Barbara, part of what we're experiencing is the loss of the middle class. There is no more middle class, really, uh, very little in Santa Barbara. A lot of it is still in Ventura and moved to Ventura. But when I remember 10, 20 years ago, there were lots of places, there were festivals every weekend. There were things that families and young people could do and go to that were very supportive and, and multicultural and, and, and inclusive. Um, and now there, there seems to be, you know, just a, 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 a gap. And so it, I think it, it behooves us to fill that gap in whatever way, in healthy ways for our children and nice. for ourselves. Alex. Hi, everyone. Alex here with Fit for Life 805. Um, God, it's such a heavy topic. (laughs) Uh, Addiction, middle class, gentrification, keeping yourselves busy. I mean, addiction is, it's hard. I struggled with it with alcohol. I I mean, on occasion, I still get the, the urge to drink. And I just remember that it's not good for me and my body. And it's easier said than done. And it is a struggle. Uh, luckily I was able to find help and support because you're right, Don, it it did become an addiction. Um, or Ed, I'm sorry. It did become an addiction and and it was a a challenge. So 
having that help, reaching. And I think the hardest part is asking, Hmm. asking for the help because some of us are just afraid of judgment. Like, oh God, you're 18 and you have this issue. Like people are afraid to hear a response from someone when they open up and and expose their vulnerabilities. So it, it can be a challenge for someone to have the courage to ask for help. Um, and and I, I think, you know, as adults, it's hard. It's hard to see your child, a friend, a loved one struggle with addiction. And, and I think reserving your judgment and just being a helping person that they, they can lean on for support. I think that's the biggest thing. But again, it's easier said than done. And it's, it's hard for children. It's hard for adults both ways. Um, but I think uh, just asking for the help is, is the biggest step, really. Exercise helps, but it's only temporary. We have somebody that you could just speed, put her number on speed dial. Dr. Amy. <laughs> 650-575-5780. Call me. And um, I wanted to go back to a couple things that Alex said. Like, first of all, know that whatever you're struggling with, you deserve help. And if you're the person who's asked for help, um, just know that the person who is asking has taken a risk. They're being super vulnerable. They want to be helped and they deserve your compassion and your support. And if you're not in a space to do it, then help them find someone who can. But as Alex said, the last thing anyone needs is their judgment. It's, I love you. I know you're struggling. I know you never meant to get into this place. And together, we're going to find a way out. Don Sanders. Yes, I like that very, very much. And, uh, you know, Reaching out and finding a connection with people where they've been kind of uh, avoiding it for a long time is a big challenge. It, it reminds me what you all have been talking about of, of, you know, a similar situation I have with my older son. I don't know what the anxiety is just to keep an appointment to get together to do something, you know, and so I'm searching. I'm searching for that one, too. Fortunately, he has community support or some support in his community where he's living still. But uh, yeah, it's a very tough problem. And, and the thing is, we can't give up. You know, we have to keep reaching out. I don't know if the layer is that we have to do a better job. Uh, edu- our education at young ages, it, it was said that it, was, it failed. And saying no to drugs was not the right message. So I don't know what the new message is for our elementary school kids, but we need to, um, Dr. Amy, do you know what's going on on that? Because well, it's like I think, I think the thing is you tell a kid to say no to drugs that doesn't actually help them address their anxiety and depression. So my thing, and I think Dr. Tiffany talked about this as well, what is we need to be providing children with concrete skills for addressing feelings, uh, you know, intense feelings, feelings of difficulty, feelings of not good enough. We need to be providing them skills. And a lot of that can be done in a mindfulness class by a skillful teacher at a very low cost. And 
then there are going to be certain kids for whom that's not enough and they're going to need additional support. And we need to provide that additional support as well. But the first tier could be provided to everyone from first grade through being a senior in high school. We could be giving these kids these skills. Mm-hmm. You have a, and I correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Amy, but you have a program all ready to roll out. Am I right? What, for I do. Grade, what grade? Third and up. And really, I can do K through 12, but third and up is good enough. All ready to roll out. Just to, all we need to do is just get somebody to check the box. Yeah. Maybe you're going to be, maybe you'll be launching in Ojai with a Dr. Tiffany Morris, who actually uh, is excited about new programs and, and uh, a new way, a new approach to look at things for the future, you know, based awesome. on a strong ch- foundation of kids. This is what we, what we need to do. We've got to find somebody who's doing it and get it done. I guess, Dr. D, are we done for today? We are coming close to the end. I will uh, reiterate what I said, I think it was last week and the week before, that uh, the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. Uh, The opposite of addiction is connection, and we need to connect with our young people in a big way. And there's actually great data to prove that. There's, There's amazing data. I'll bring it for next time, but there's great data to show that connection is the solution to addiction, isolation, et cetera. Great. Dr. Amy, we thank you so much for being here. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. Hey, let's roll it out. Let's talk it up this week. God bless. Talk to you next week.